0: Welcome to Sellersburg United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world to you, wherever you are. So our stewardship focus is centered on a sermon given by John Wesley. John Wesley is the founder of the Methodist Movement, the founder of the United Methodist Church at its earliest roots. And in 1760, he gave a sermon called The Use of Money. And that's where that line that we focused on last week and will continue to focus on comes from, that we gain all we can, we save all we can, and we give all we can, that this is the life of Christian prudence when it comes to finances and wealth. And so Wesley wants to remind us that we can't really enter into this conversation until we come to terms with one simple truth. We are stewards. Nothing we have is ours. Everything we've ever had in our lives has been given to us. All of creation, every animal, every plant, the very land upon which we walk, our own breath, the gift of family and friends, it all comes from God. It belongs to God. And God has entrusted these things to us. We are stewards. And so the passage in Luke focuses on a clever steward, a shrewd steward. And he lifts up That kind of shrewdness for all of us to follow the footsteps of to be the example as christ lifted up in the parable that we come to in luke chapter 16 verses 1 through 13 and the verse that we're focusing on from this passage is verse 9 when jesus says i tell you use worldly wealth to make friends for yourselves so that when it's gone you will be welcomed into the eternal homes. So the idea in the parable, if you remember, this steward, he uses his common sense when he realizes he's in trouble, and he makes some really crafty maneuvers to take care of himself. And Jesus lifts up, look, people of this world that aren't of the church, most of them serve themselves, or in this case, serve money. And they are really good at being devoted to what it is they serve, maybe even better than the churches at being devoted to who we serve, which is why Wesley says, friends, we've got to talk about this, we've got to be better. And so, like many other things in life, money has the great ability to bring blessing to us and to the world. It also has the ability to bring great hardship, to be a stumbling block and actually pull us away from God, away from each other, and become more invested in ourselves until we become lost, till we become cold and bitter and cut off. It can do these things. There's stories we can reflect upon that tell of that snare. So the function of money, whether it's good, whether it's bad, it's up to us. It's it's a matter of what kind of steward are we going to be? Are we going to cooperate with the Holy Spirit? who is always trying to perfect us, sanctify us, lead us into the way of holiness, or are we going to make our own calls? Are we going to cooperate only with and for ourselves? And so we come to week two of this three weeks. Today is save all you can. Wesley says in the beginning part of this bit of the sermon. He says, having gained all you can by honest wisdom and unwearied diligence, save all you can. Friends, those of us who work, those of us who seek to gain, we've dedicated significant parts of our life and energy and efforts to gain. We work hard, we have studied, we've learned, We've climbed the ladder. We've invested time five days a week, eight hours a day. We've, we've put in a lot of our sweat and our blood to gain. And so we should be just as careful about what we do with it as we should be careful how we gained it in the first place. And so we, we take all that we've gained. You wouldn't just throw it away. You wouldn't just cast it aside as, as if it were trash, right? Wesley says, that if we spend our money on idle expenses, it's the same thing as throwing it away. We need to be intentional and careful about what we're doing. We, we need to use our wisdom so that we can do the right things with the money that we gain so that we're not spending it on our flesh and desires and impulses and things that aren't going to last, but rather we're investing it in the true treasure that does last. When we begin devoting our wealth toward luxuries, physical pleasures, we cause a great deal of problem for ourselves. It's not a matter of you know, thinking of the Christian way and how do we be good, clever stewards. We don't just say, well, we probably, we probably shouldn't be gluttons and we probably shouldn't be drunkards and we probably shouldn't live in excess. Well, duh, right? Wesley says, look, even the people that aren't a part of the church, they know that much. They know that much. So what is the wisdom that God gives us that we can bring into the world? Living a life of elegance in any manner does very little to bring us the true joy and blessing which God desires for us. Expensive taste in food, expensive taste in clothing, expensive taste in home or cars, that is not the calling of holiness to which we are all seeking. Being enamored by luxury and fanciness, Wesley says, is the product of a dissatisfied life. How true, how true. When we fix our eyes on such things, it never lasts. It's an empty promise on fancy things, on things we don't need, luxury items. We think they bring some sort of joy in the moment, but it quickly fades. So Wesley points out three things about this kind of lifestyle. One, a life of indulgence is an addiction, and it will require ever-increasing devotion we know this you buy something new and it loses its luster pretty fast and pretty soon you're looking to the new version or what you can buy next this kind of addiction always requires more you'll have to up the ante with each purchase with with each step of devotion we get caught up in the world of fashion so if you're if you're a fashion person you know that There are people hard at work to make sure that you have new options every single season and you have to replace your wardrobe to keep up with the fashion if you have fancy taste you know that you lose the ability to appreciate less rich foods and so suddenly you're having to keep up with this extra expense of just keeping up your taste if you've ever had a house and you just filled it with stuff and then you decide, well, we need a bigger house, right? To fit all this stuff. And you think that's going to solve the problem. You buy the bigger house and pretty soon you just fill that up with stuff and you're in the same problem. You're at the same issue. You think if we just get another bigger house again, it'll be better. But it never is. They say, this comes from the story of that 99% of everything that we purchase today will be in the trash in six months. 99% of everything we purchase today will be in the trash in six months. It sounds ludicrous, but if you start thinking about everything you've purchased today, you'll start to understand that, yeah, this is probably true. It's probably true for all of us. And even if you buy something you think will last a long time, a car or, or a TV or, or whatever, As soon as you buy it, it doesn't take long for you to start longing for something else, looking for an excuse, right? How many of us have traded in our phone, bought a new one, or a new computer, or a new whatever, because suddenly the thing that was glorious one day in in a year suddenly loses its luster and, and it's not as good as this new thing we might buy. It never satisfies. This life of indulgence is addicting. Number two... This kind of life mainly is just to gain status and favor with people of the world, right? And when we want the new things, the bigger things, the fancier things, the richer things, because we want people to think, hey, they've got it all together. They're powerful, they're rich, they've got the good stuff, they're a success. We're just chasing the applause of the world. And as the church, we should be seeking. The applause of God. Not to say how great we are, but to be say how faithful, how clever in our stewardship we are. When we seek the applause of the world, we learn a few things. One, the applause always fades. Always. It never lasts. Two, acquiring and maintaining such applause leads us into a dead and stagnant life. It leads us away from joy. Three, we will never gain peace and satisfaction when we live this kind of life. We will only gain stress, debt, and worst of all, distance. Distance from God, distance from others, and distant from ourself and the person we know we were made and whom we want. Be this kind of life. It's just to gain status for applause in the world. Number three, Wesley says it considering one and two, considering the indulgence is addicting and, and that it's just for the applause of the world, we go back to the image of throwing stuff in the trash, our gains. Wouldn't it be better to throw it in the trash than to spend it in these first two ways, which ultimately lead us into a dead and distanced. Life. I mean, at least if we threw it away, we would save ourselves the pain and the trouble. Wesley says, at least throwing it away would save our souls from damage and destruction. This is not the Christian way. We are to fix our eyes on the true treasure, the true treasure, love, grace, mercy, peace, patience, connecting with our neighbor, and being the disciples we're called to be following in the ways of Jesus Christ. Now we consider all these things for ourselves. Let's talk about the people whom we love. Some of you are grandparents, some of you are parents, some of you are uncles and aunts, some of you aren't yet, some of you are kids, one day you'll be these things. And so when we think about what does it mean to be a clever steward for the sake of the next generation? We often, in our culture, want to give our kids anything and everything they want. I'm the same way. I want to give my, my girls and my son anything they want, right? I want to see that smile. I want to make them excited. And especially as we get into the Christmas season, when we long to create that moment where they see the presents under the tree. But Wesley asks us, what are we really teaching them? Are we teaching them to keep their eyes on the real treasure Or are we starting them down the path of addicting indulgence and seeking the favor of the world around us? Why would we teach our children this kind of life? Wesley says, are we not setting them up to walk a dangerous path? One that most of us know all too well, Wesley says, why should you purchase? For your children, more pride or lust, more vanity or foolish and hurtful desires. They do not want any more. They have enough already. Why should you be at further expense to increase their temptations and snares and to pierce them with more sorrows? And when it comes to leaving money, as we plan estates and we think about the future and taking care of our family, Wesley says, if you're you're considering leaving money and wealth to the next generation, keep some things in mind. One, do they have right relationship with money? Do they understand what it is to be a steward and a clever steward at that? If not, why make life harder by giving them more temptation? If your children are not clever stewards, then consider this as your plan. So this is your plan. One." If they are clever stewards, then leave them the bulk of your resources because you know that God is going to bring blessing into their life through their faithful stewardship. But two, if they are not, they're not clever stewards, leave them what they need so that they may live. But then dedicate the rest of your resources, Wesley says, in such a manner as you judge would be most for the glory of God. what we do with our gains in our entire life and beyond matters. It can serve wonderful life-giving purposes and it can destroy us and others. May we continue as we think about stewardship, may we continue to pray and seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit in everything we do every single day. The Holy Spirit, will lead you into the way of holiness in every aspect of your lives, even finances. The Holy Spirit will guide you into clever stewardship if you but let it. My friends, let your relationship with money, let your shrewd stewardship reflect your allegiance to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior so that in whatever you do You are being a witness to the world around you, that they may witness the blessing of God that comes into your life through faithful stewardship, that they may come to witness the glory of God themselves, that they may seek to be disciples of Jesus Christ and truly give their entire lives, even their finances, over to God to let God bless them through them. Let this be our prayer in all that we do. My friends, gain all you can, my friends, and then Once you have gained all you can, save all you can. Amen. We thank you for joining us today. And it is our hope that you have experienced the blessing of God through our time together. If you'd like to know more about our church community and its ministries, visit our website at sellersburgumc.com.